but Alex Pavlovich won't because he's going to be no. busying, busy covering the Aaron Judge press conference on Friday, aren't you, Alex? Isn't that what you're doing on Friday? If there's an Aaron Judge press conference on Friday, I probably will not be there. Okay. Oh, why? What are you doing on not, Friday? Not planning for that. So, yeah, no, it's, it's you, you know, I think we go back to where we were two, three years ago where the winter meetings are kind of the big event. Um, we're a month from that. So I'll just say I don't even know that his agent is in Las Vegas for the uh, for the GM meetings right now. So it's going to be a while. Yeah, they're going to wait, right? They're going to wait and, and sort of let the landscape play out. But uh, let's start with this. Alex Pavlovich, our Giants insider, with us here on Willard and Dibs. Is there too much bluster right now? It, it, it has been made to feel for a Giants fan like they're getting everybody. And, and this is so opposite of the way the Giants normally talk, and I know it hasn't come from them, but, but, but what's your perspective on the expectations that have been built this winter? Yeah, there's way too much bluster. Um, and it's not, you know, I, I think a little bit of it is coming from them. Like, certainly, we even heard it from Greg Johnson. Like, he, he said, we know about the guy in the Bronx, we know about the shortstops. Um, a little bit of it is coming from them saying they expect to go big, but you know, there are different shades of going big. And I, I think this is, everybody kind of looks at it and goes, yeah, they have all this money coming off the books. Well, Johnny Cueto came off the books last year. Buster Posey retired. That's, you know, $46 million right there. Um, they've had other guys. Like, it, it's not like they they had to wait until this offseason to spend. They've had other opportunities to spend and haven't done it. So I think when people look at it, I saw an article yesterday that predicted they're going to, you know, be the Rangers of this offseason spend $500 million. And I'm like, that's it. There's a, a lot of room between one and two year deals for starting pitchers and, you know, half a billion dollars. So I, I think people do need to temper expectations a little bit. I fully expect them to be on judge. I, I think, you know, Correa and Turner make a lot of sense. They need another high end starting pitcher. But um, I see some of these reports where people say they're going to go out and get two or three guys. And I'm like, that would be a huge departure from everything they've done the last three, four years. Especially when it comes to pitchers, and I know Carlos Rodon has opted out. Many Giants fans would love for him to return. Would you imagine that he's getting too many years for him to be a fit with Farhan and the Giants? Yeah, I think too many years and too much, you know, overall money. I mean, he, he's probably looking at, like, the baseline for him is 110-115, which is what Kevin Gosman and Robbie Ray got last winter. So, and he's better than those guys. And, um, you know, he's coming into a market with no lockout and a bunch of big market teams from the Yankees uh, to Bruce Bochy's Rangers, the Mets, um, the Dodgers, the Cubs, who need a front-end starting pitcher or, or who have talked about going out and getting another starter. So for me, he's probably looking at 140, 150. Um, he's probably looking at at least five years, maybe six or seven, if he wants to stretch it that far. Like uh, In my mind, he's gone. Um, I think the Giants will probably say they're still involved and, and we'll keep tabs on him. But for me, they're probably going to be ready to move on and, and look they did this with Gosman last year thank you for two great years we're not interested in a five-year deal um if you want to come back for like two that's fine but if you want to go get five go get it somewhere else and we'll go find a replacement and they did it Alex Pavlovich our Giants insider with us Willard and Dibbs 95.7 the game okay Alex you mentioned a couple of short stops and yes Greg Johnson brought it up um there there's Trey Turner there's Correa there's more Oh, by the way, there's Brandon Crawford. Uh, are the Giants in on shortstops? And if they get one, what do they do? It is, for me, aside from Judge, um, it's the biggest question of the offseason. Because 
and you guys have heard it over the last couple months, like the one thing that Farhan has said over and over again is we need to get more athletic up the middle. And they needed to do it this year. And I mean, in a world with no shifts, it's going to be even more important. So they would love to go out there and get someone who can, you know, be a true center fielder and, and move Mike Shremsky to right and Austin Slater to left or, or to the corners, whatever whatever they want to do with those guys. Um, but they would love to go out there and upgrade at second base and use Tyro Estrada all over the place. And, and they would love to just be stronger up the middle. And I think they have kind of said, like, we respect everything Brandon Crawford has done. He's a great shortstop. At the same time, like, you have to be open to all options. And, and you look at this year's free agency, and when you put Judge aside and you put Brandon Nimmo aside, it's pretty much all shortstop at, at the top. So um, I think they have to be involved with those guys. I think they will be involved with those guys. It's a very awkward question because Brandon Crawford is their most popular player. He is not too far removed from being, you know, an MVP candidate. Um, he would like to remain at shortstop. He has one more year left on his deal, and if that's it for him as a giant, I think he would love to finish it never doing anything but play shortstop. But it kind of depends who it is. Like, Trey Turner can play second base. He can play center field. If that ends up being the guy, for me, that's a pretty easy fit. Um, you know, they chased Trevor Story last offseason with kind of the same idea that he could play second base and, and uh, maybe move to shortstop down the line whenever Crawford is done. But if it's Carlos Correa, he's a year removed from a gold glove. And he's going to get, you know, 240, 260, 300 million dollars. Do you do that and then say you can't play shortstop for a year? It, it's a really awkward question. And I, I think, judge aside, that is the biggest part of the offseason for him. It's interesting because Brandon Crawford has played 1,525 games, all the shortstop, and not yep. an inning anywhere else, which is incredibly rare. Outside of the free agent period, which is getting underway, how about the prospects, Alex? Who can we look at come March and April, players that we can actually look forward to seeing with the big club? Yeah, I mean, Kyle Harrison's very well-known, and uh, he's going to be in AAA to start the year. And um, I think they have to be careful with him because he hasn't thrown a whole lot of innings, and, and he's still very young. So, you know, I think it's going to be a slow start for him next year, and then hopefully they get him really in. I, I think they would love to have him in the rotation in the second half. And, and we saw some of the teams this year that were in the postseason were throwing rookies out there in, in postseason series and having a lot of success with it. So um, he's kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. The other guy, and I, I think a lot of Giants fans are coming around on him and starting to realize how good he is, is Casey Schmidt, who's really potentially a gold glove caliber third baseman and had a, a very good year at the plate, showed a lot of improvement. And um, You know, he reached double A. He did briefly reach triple A. It, it, it's more like a double A situation for him right now, but he's not far away and he's potentially an option in the second half. And, you know, I would expect today or, or in the next, you know, a few hours, we'll learn something about Evan Longoria and what they want to do there. But no matter what they do at third, Schmidt is right now the long-term answer there. And, um, you know, I, I've talked to scouts who say he's the best minor league third baseman defensively that they've seen since, you know, Matt Chapman and Nolan Arenado. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here. And and uh, he is a guy who I think will come into spring training and, and have a lot of eyes on him. And there's going to be a lot of talk about, you know, how soon is he going to be ready? Because they have a lot of guys who can play third, but Aside from Longoria, those guys are, are a little bit miscast defensively. 
Uh, Alex, let's talk Judge, okay? Uh, the the Willard and Dibs uh, excursion is happening tomorrow. We're calling it Judgment Day as free agency begins. We are doing our show live in Linden, California, because we want to do our part. We are sending a message to Aaron. Uh, if it takes us going out there to get him and bring him back to Third and King, we are willing to do that. Uh, are, 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 are we at the forefront, or are we totally stupid? Your thoughts. <laughs> Well, I've heard there's a great pizza hut there, so I, I don't oh. know where you guys are doing it, but <laughs> that's that's one thing I've heard about Linden. I haven't been out there, but no, I, I think look, it's going to be it's going to be at least for the next month, like the focus of the off season. I wrote a judge story yesterday. I wrote a judge story this morning. I talked to Brian Cashman yesterday about him. I, I mean, it, it is really front and center for him. And um, when I say like it, the way we started with it, it's this offseason being overblown a little bit. Like not in terms of judge, he is exactly what they need. He is exactly what they need on the field, off the field. It's really a perfect fit, except for the fact that he is. I mean, this is like somebody coming in. This is like the Braves coming in and saying, "Hey, Buster Posey's from Georgia. Let's pry him away from the from the Giants." I mean, that's what the Giants are trying to do here with Aaron Judge, who is is. The face of the franchise in New York, he is by far their best player and their most important player. Everything that he would do for the Giants, he does for them. Handfold, um, he likely will be named captain if he goes back and, and kind of take over for Derek Jeter in that respect. So it's going to be fascinating. I think most people still think he's going back to New York, but you, you also find most people will say that if he doesn't go to New York, San Francisco is is probably um, next in line. And, and so I think you guys have good reason to go to Wyndham. It might be a month early, but. Um, you can let me know how it is. All right, yeah, no, we're setting the table. Alex, you you, you slyly just kind of threw that in there that you spoke to Brian Cashman yesterday. Did, did you come away with the sense that they think they can keep him? I think they are cautiously optimistic. I think, um, yeah, I, I think they are, they feel like they're going to do everything in their power to, to bring him back, and um, but at the same time, like free agency can get weird. Like we saw it last year with Freddie Freeman. You never, ha you never know what happens when a guy gets into a meeting and, and you know, if, if Aaron meets with, with Farhan and, and Gabe Kapoor and Buster Posey and whatever else they do in that meeting and, and they start to think about coming home. So um, Brian Cashman has said over and over again, he, he's the priority. They would love to get it done quickly. They would love to, to you know, he said yesterday, I'd love to wave a magic wand and, and have this be over and have Aaron Judge be in pinstripes forever but um you know they did kind of screw this up a little bit a few months ago and, and it was a, a very fair offer that they made but i don't think they saw this season coming from him and and they let him get to the open market and and you just never know when that happens so i, I think they're cautiously optimistic but they understand that i mean they're under a lot of pressure over the next month and, and there's a lot that is out of their hands and the fact that they publicized the offer that he turned down, I'm sure, rankled him significantly. If you talk to Cashman again, let him know, we out here at Willard and Dibs, we're going the extra mile. What are you doing, <laughs> Cashman? Uh. Well, he has a lot to worry about right now. He's not even under contract. So, yeah, good point. Um, it, it's kind of a weird time for him. But, yeah, I will say about the contract thing, I thought he actually had a great explanation of that, which is that, he told Judge's agent like a week earlier that this is going to get out no matter what. That's just the reality of sports these days. It's going to be, you know, 20 minutes before Ken Rosenthal or Jeff Passing or John Heyman or somebody, you know, gets somebody to spill the beans. So I, I might as well just get it out there and we'll be honest about it. So I don't know that that's going to be a huge deal, but certainly, I, I mean, there's a, there's a big draw from San Francisco for other respects. So I, I think they probably understand that they, there's some 
there's a little bit to be worried about as they head into free agency here, but um, but yeah, that that was how we felt. Uh, Alex, you said you expect some sort of Evan Longoria clarity today. Yeah, I mean, at least in terms of his option, it has to be decided by tomorrow. So um, we will talk to either Farhan or Pete this afternoon here at the GM meetings, and it's the National League's turn, so I, I don't know that they'll have an answer for us right away, but um, yeah, I think we will probably find out today at, at some point what they're planning to do there. They do, you know, they they have that $13 million option with the $5 million buyout that they have to decide on. Uh, Alex, we know that uh, there are woge bombs in the NBA uh, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter uh, have the NFL. Have you prepped a name for uh, when the Giants make a big signing this offseason for your tweets when you break that news? Yeah, the name's probably like, what did Jeff Passon say? Let me try to follow it up. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pavlovich, Pavlovich's Passon retweets. How about that? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a quote tweet of, oh my God, the Giants actually did it. <laughs> and have you ever thought about <laughs> okay. a blog as a nod to Pavlov's dog, Pavlov's blog? You know what? I actually, years ago when I was just a little kid trying to figure out <laughs> what to do and write sports, that was like always in the back of my head and then um, went corporate. But uh, yeah, that's, I've had that thought before. I love it. There's Great a retweet. Think alike. Yeah, it's Pavlovich's Pat. Pavlovician response. Uh, that's 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 what we're <laughs> okay. that's what we're gonna go with, uh, Alex. Uh, thank Thanks, you, Alex. Yeah, in, enjoy the meetings and uh, and if and if you want to find out more about Lyndon, you you call us. Okay, I will be in touch with you. I'd love to know more about Lyndon.